is you will if you can get that incrementally from everyone that wants the rules they will do that and then because people go okay five pound a month that's good i get all the rules i get all this video stuff i get all these painting tutorials i get all the old issues of white dwarf where i can read fluff 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 and then they go oh but we're not we're not selling you books anymore so where are we going to make the other money they're going to buy more miniatures you dumb f- how's it going then how's how's gaming going oh my god buddy uh it has been a hot minute since we talked and in that hot minute i um started working for a game store as a marketer oh cool okay well i mean yeah sort of i mean right (laughs) sort (laughs) of like you worked at a gw store right i worked at a game workshop for three years yeah 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 (laughs) so i think you know things have changed a lot since then like um like what one of the things I've really noticed is that people are so much nicer, and so much, the gaming community, the gaming industry, is just like it's just it's not not this like uh like hive of scoundrels anymore. Everybody's really nice and easy to get along with. It's been so mm-hmm. great. Um, but I will say that there's been a direct uh like causation link to the decline of my own ability to game. Since oh, yeah, right. I've been working at a game store, like I just, yeah. you know, you it know, right? Was it, was it like that when you worked at Games Workshop? Yeah, I, I would say uh, when I was working at Games Workshop, that was two thousand two to two thousand five. Um, so what was that like? Fourth edition, forty k, fourth and fifth. It was yeah. good times. Good um, times. Oh, good man. editions of forty k. I thought beautiful. Um, it was a refinement. A third and third was you know. Not the best of starts, but, you know, we'll talk about that with reference to 10th in a minute. Um, <laughs> Indeed we will. Indeed we will. Um, and, like, Warhammer was, I think, at a pretty good place as well, because, like, Tomb Kings came out then, and I had a Tomb Kings army, and that was pretty sweet. Um, but, yeah, like, you play that and you're demoing things, and you're told, yeah, you should collect a... Like, I know everyone goes on, like, yeah, okay, I get it. Lord of the Rings is a pretty good system, and it works things, but I... I didn't have it in me to want to collect then a Lord of the Rings army at all. <laughs> I just didn't give a shit. Like I could demo it, but I didn't give a shit about. I think it was just like That's it was nice on screen, but I don't give a shit about the minis. Like I think they're they've come on a lot since then, but I just didn't really give a fuck. Um, That's and, hilarious. And I had my boss being at, one of my bosses at the time because I went. I was like. Towards the end of my stint there, I was the longest serving staff member in that store. Oh well, my God. The, the staff member who'd worked the longest in that store. Sure. And I'd had four managers in that time period, which is crazy to think Because it shows how well they treat them. That's oh, yeah. What, yeah that's yeah. what that shows. Because they're so, they're moving up the ladder and they're going oh, on to better quitting. things. <laughs> or just quit moving up the ladder. No, moving horizontally and being oh. paid more. Um, oh. <laughs> and and obviously at the end of my time period the area manager was like you want to you're pretty good you should be a manager and i was like i'm gonna be doing a phd so fuck that um i'll be paid more than a manager um but anyway the point is i had a, my manager at the time was like oh you need to collect an army and i was like look you're telling someone who's an undergraduate student you need to buy a lord of the rings army you're saying i have to buy one where in my contract does it say I have to buy an army? If you give me the miniatures to paint to have an army and play the game, I will do that. I will fucking paint. Yeah. You can you can buy me. You can get me at staff uh, 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 for free. I mean, obviously for promotional needs. 
a army of the dead because that would be fucking easy to paint sure sure yeah right and i will do that but no so i told him to fuck off with that and uh before he started the previous guy who was a manager who was um he's a friend of mine um we, we it was under his tenure that we um we had our staff games night uh going and what did we play during staff games night confrontation <laughs> oh, 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 oh my goodness and that's um that was at the game that was at the gw store that was at the gw store, store. oh yeah. my oh my goodness wow if uh brian ansel could hear this now he'd just he'd just like jump up out of his chair he'd just start running <laughs> towards you Oh no no no! It'd be, um, it'd be uh, Tom Tom Kirby would have hunted us down <laughs> for it. It was that time period. Um, so yeah, like so yeah, I know what you mean. Like you you because like no, obviously what you're doing is like you know you you're promoting what what's the hot shit right now, right? Right. You're like yeah. you're trying to you're trying to like absorb all the the new stuff, which I'm sure is great when it's other game systems that isn't Warhammer 40k right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then you're trying to promote that and, and help people know what they want to buy. But that's a lot of stuff. And I can't like I can't imagine what it must be like when you've got people collecting not just 40k but like or, or GW, but like all of these game systems. I know and you want to know enough of them because obviously for the store you can't just rely on Games Workshop and Magic the Gathering as being your cash cows, right? You've got to diversify well... the 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 intake what, what's yeah yeah and hopefully you know here here's here's really the thing about in my mind about running like a really successful game store is and I, not not like i own one or even run one but this is what i have seen this is what i've experienced and this is some of the things that we kind of grapple with now uh where i'm working which is the employees that you hire you want you probably want to hire people who are not just knowledgeable about the games and it's shocking Chris, let me tell you, it's shocking the number of people who will apply to a game store and know oh, yeah. nothing about the, the product. They know nothing. They maybe know one game and they want to work at the game store because of that one game. They can't speak on anything else. So not only do they have to have an intellectual understanding of these various products, but you really want someone who's passionate about it so that they can, because they, that passion will generate interest. It'll generate activity. It'll generate like sales in the store but that passion, like it comes from within the worker, right? It comes from within that person. And it's really one of these kind of Venn diagrams where it's like you're taking the thing that makes you want to get up in the morning and experience life. And then you're like selling it for an hourly rate. And then when the weekend comes around, you're like, fuck, <laughs> you know, I'm tired. Yeah, right. I'm tired. I want to watch Wheel of Time or some crap like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's where I am right now because like, I'm, I'm, a- I'm finding I'm just about ready to like start running RPGs some more again. Cause I think yeah. the pandemic with like the running stuff online and doing lots of stream games. And then also on top of that, really like taking off with like writing for RPGs, like mm-hmm. on, on a ton of projects, all of that just kind of made me go like, do I really want to fucking run something and herd cats even more? Yeah. Yeah. When I know everyone's like with life opening up again, trying to herd the cats to get people in meat space to play an mm-hmm. RPG mm-hmm. is a lot of hard work. Whereas like playing 
playing war games is fairly easy. There's a bit less investment on my part to go like, oh, let's try and integrate your character into the plot line. Which yeah. is pointless if you're not there for two fucking weeks. Like, at least with right. Necromunda, <laughs> you're not there for two weeks. Well, that's on you. <laughs> it, 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 it is easier because there's only two people who have to agree on the day and the time and how long you're going to be there. You yeah. are right about that. It is, and I have been doing a little bit. I've been, I've been running again. And, and, and I say that, but I haven't actually, the set the game that I'm running, we haven't met since July because we <laughs> bought, I know, right? It's October. We, uh, we, my wife and I, we bought a new house and we moved Yay. and I started this job. Thank you. Uh, it's been, there's been a lot going on. It's been good stuff. I, I, I feel it. I feel it. You've been going through the same shit as me. Like I started a new <laughs> job back in, in start of June. I, you know, oh, I've see? only been in my new job for like four months and that takes it out of you. Like you go, like, oh, there's yeah. all this stuff I need to know. I've been decorating the house like fuckload. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, when there's like a big pot of paint. And then there's your tiny little paints. You're like, uh, fuck it. I can't be asked. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, seriously, in terms of games, like games, in terms of games that I've played outside of a sanctioned event that I was somehow running for a store or part of for the store that I work for, it's been very minimal. I think I've played mm. like, I don't know, less than half a dozen games of 10th edition that are well, that's more than me <laughs> that was that was that were motivated by my desire to play yeah and then and not like being part of a league or something and yeah. then i've played a couple games of uh uh cyberpunk red combat zone all right yeah so cool. um then that's it Wait. that's that that's all i've gotten to do and then everything else has just belonged to a game store for which by the way dozens of games just yeah. dozens of 10th edition games i've played quite a bit wow okay we can get into that like that's that's pretty much i thought would be the topic of this is like because because i'm i'm in a weird place like i'm about ooh, we're about two-thirds of the way through a necromunda campaign and it's oh cool vehicles. it's cool. it's pretty sweet enforcers i am the underdog in the campaign because we start off with the dominion rules and i've said this on the last episode enforcers get fucked over on that i am super stoked with the new necromunda book coming out that has new enforcer stuff and squat stuff and vansar vansar and enforcers hurrah hang on hang on hang on so wait so the dominion rules is that because i remember i was in a i was in a a necromunda campaign not it doesn't seem like it was that long ago but i guess it was kind of a long time ago and we were having this problem too which is that there is some kind of rule for enforcers about territories right and like who can trade them you you can't you can't claim territories so what happens is um the enforcer gang has a precinct house which provides a stipend and then you if you fight for a territory you you can claim it temporarily and police it and therefore get some creds from it or you can assign it to another gang and that's because the enforcers have their own campaign goal, which is mm-hmm. to be peacemaker, which basically means you ensure that no gang has more territories than uh, any other gang in the campaign. So as long as you've got two people at the end of the campaign on equal territories, you win peacemaker. So Okay. Um that somehow escaped us when we were playing it. Yeah. This whole thing about the peacemaker, I have only this is the first time I ever heard it. When we were running it, it was this big all, all this like back and forth and kind of like everybody was up in arms about like, well, 
what does it mean that the that the enforcers get to trade territories because on some level that seems like it's the most powerful thing in the game if you can do that that just seems like super it's, duper it's, powerful it's not really trading you're just assigning i mean i guess you could do a barter system where you've basically yeah. got multiple gangs bidding for you exactly you nothing prevents it who wants this territory right more? give me give me 100 creds yeah what <laughs> right? are you gonna what do you yeah it's like the, it's like the shield right you just I are think you're like written into the rules but, I think it needs to be written into the rules yeah. too, because people seem to argue about it. And to me, it seems very, it seems very intuitive that that's part of the of the rule, which is that you're like Vic Mackey, and then you hold a little court, <laughs> and you're yeah. like, oh, so which one of you scumbags wants to run this territory? Uh, I'll be taking your bids starting now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And especially, I mean, and especially if you're playing, if you're playing Dominion, of course, right? Um, certain territories obviously give certain special boons depending upon what gang you are right so you're like oh so how's cordor you you really want this don't you how yeah. bad do you want this one? Oh, oh, you want it bad yeah give me 200 credits yeah there's, oh, there's and, a, and some archaeotech <laughs> there, there's a whole uh economy inside the game that the game is on some levels somewhat about yeah and the way that the enforcers feed into that economy is both very powerful and I think very compelling, even though it might not feel super good to all the players. That, but I mean, that's that, go ahead. There's, sorry. Some, there's some balances in this, of course, because the other thing the enforcers get is if you if you police a territory, you get um, so you fight you fight a game, and you claim the territory, you police it uh, again. You also get like d3 rep d3 plus one reputation i think it's d3 or d3 plus one whatever but you you get more rep on top of what you would get from just winning the game as well so you're also more likely of winning the whatever the title is to have the highest reputation in the game so you are odds on likely to get that trophy as well and the other thing is and this has only happened to me once now so far in the campaign is if a ganger dies you get a free, you you don't have to buy a juve. You can't recruit juves actually as an enforcer gang. You get them for free when a ganger dies. And if you use the new all the new house books, juves, you pay for a juve, they come with nothing. So you, you have to buy their armor and starting equipment, blah, blah, blah. When you get a rookie, they come with armor done suit, flak armor, mm-hmm. stub pistol. Yeah, and magnetals. So you really good kit. You're getting essentially for the death of a ganger. You're getting someone that's worth about 125 creds, and the benefits of being a juve, which means they go up and they 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 don't get the experience tax by taking advancements. So you know it swings around. Yeah. About them. It's a it's uh, it seems to me to be a crazy powerful gang because it's it, it has it has like the old the Necron good, vibe yeah. where it's just like oh we just we do everything different than everybody else which in to me when GW writes a game and then you look at the factions and you're like well which is the thing here that that behaves in a way that is completely contrary to the way everybody else behaves that thing is going to usually be super powerful yeah because like I love, I love GW and their willingness to color outside the lines and be like, let's experiment with something wacky. But then they like very rarely know how to make that balance within everything yeah. else that's going on. And I think that's where Necromunda it feels satisfying because obviously it's a campaign, it's a narrative, and as 
collective group of players and arbitrary you go this isn't this isn't fun like this is clearly off balancing the the campaign let's dial in a few things to to give some balance into it and we've recently got the um the underdogs um uh gang tactics cards uh and using those which of course my gang is the underdogs they're so less creds than all the other gangs really i'm just taking yeah by like 400 500 600 creds compared to the other gangs. wow no kidding no kidding so i'm taking some of these cards and some of these cards are literally like you if at the end of the game play this card get uh 2d6 times 100 creds or something stupid it's like yeah you're basically getting a ton of creds for free and then other stuff so they're helping a bit to balance things and so the flavor's there we've got a, a the plan is tomorrow we're doing a multiplayer game where we're going to play uh demonic possession so a random member of a of a randomized gang out of the four taking part in the game will be subject to being demonically possessed and then you have to kill the kill the demon or if you try and kill them, there's a chance they hop into another host. So it's going to be a bit of a free-for-all, which is a great way of getting some of the higher-powered gangs to get severely wrecked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that's going to be fun. Um, yeah, it's just been really good. I mean, uh, my with the vehicles, I think it's been uh, a lot of laughs. Um, they're tough as... They are re- they, such a new dimension to the game because they're like... You know when you like you play Necromunia, you go fucking hell like a metal gun is like scary yeah yeah for sure when it comes up against vehicles they're still scary but you're feeling like a bit more confident especially if you're running around in a goliath truck armed with an auto cannon which happens (laughs) to be what my enforcers have and they've blown away people in like you know it's good it's good fun so i'm excited for the new um uh the new book because that's going to be vansar and right. they've got the, you know, the the arachno rigs the bring cool, out those the new plastic ones. yeah with jump with jump jets on them like yeah so sick very exciting just, yeah and the balance i just necromundus there's so much weirdness that balances like it, it self-moderates itself to an extent Right, or or you could have sort of like a horizontal. I mean, I don't know. There's two ways to do it. If people are like really con- like invested in the game and the kind of people that sort of like play a lot of games and like to sift through these things and fuss over yeah. them, then you can do a very horizontal thing where everybody kind of governs by consent. If you don't have that, right? If you have a bit more of like a traditional like Warhammer group where there's like a few people who consider themselves to be tactical geniuses and that yeah. like, Oh, and anytime I lose, it's because this list was broken or this mission's broken. And you're like, okay, all right, sure. Cause you're, you played flawlessly and, and uh, it's the mission. That's the problem. Right. Right. Anyway, yeah. if you have them, then you have like a Leviathan character, like a really very strong GM can iron things out and make things um, fun and playable. I, I'm a little disappointed with Necromunda right now in that, they released that revised book. Yeah. Where I I had told people bet on a new edition when Ash Ways. When they when they when they released started releasing the plot books, I was like, here we go. It's time for a new edition. They've got all these different things that need to be kind of ironed together into one big book. And then instead of a new edition that kind of just really flushed everything and brought it all into line, it was like, 
here's another revised book. And I was like, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, man. I feel like I just bought a goddamn revised book. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah cuz I've got four four rule books. I've got the original yeah. four, the original hardback they brought out. If we forget Underhive. <laughs> God. I've got that one. I've got the Dark Uprising rule book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got the Ash Waste rule book. Mm-hmm. And I've now got this right. Yeah. collected rule book. But I keep all the other ones because guess what's in all the other ones? Cool uh, shit. <laughs> cool scenarios. There's like yeah. shit that isn't in the other books. So like I, I went through a whole load of my White Dwarf issues and I literally just like, you know, the ones which are over a year old. And I was like, fuck it. And I just went through with a scalpel slicing out all the Necromunda content from it and went, yeah. and the rest can go. Yeah. Because all the Warhammer stuff in there, all the re- all the main games is out of date. If it's specialist games, that has legs. Like if it's uh, Adeptus, Mechanica- uh, Adeptus Titanicus, still still relevant do they, um, do they even put anything worthwhile for the main games in white dwarf or is um, it just i mean like, like do, do they i i don't know like okay so i don't collect white dwarf anymore i was collecting yeah. it fastidiously and then when i was between gigs for a minute i was like uh okay well here's like a 12 dollar a month fucking tax that i can just quit quit yeah, paying right. and i stopped and i haven't felt weird or bad or like i want to know what's going on in white dwarf at all in that time so now that i'm gainfully employed again i haven't started reading it i missed nothing but the uh, last the last thing i remember was that they were doing heresy missions i was like cool new missions for heresy and then like literally every mission was just like oh <laughs> if you have the new tank that just came out this month uh yeah, you, yeah. you can take three of them one side takes three of them, and then the other side takes some other stuff. And it's just like, are you fucking serious? It was like, it was just like, it was, it was, it was just the lowest hanging fruit. Just they really like poor. The new, what they call the bunker, which is like, I don't. How know. is that? I don't know because I don't because I've not played any Age of Sigmar in fucking ages. I've not it's played all, uh, any it, Age. It's all. That's all. It's all for oh, that. Oh, okay. Really, and the thing that's really funny, and this gets us into the difference between like Necromon. Okay, they brought a new rulebook. They compiled a lot of things. They reassessed a few things and and uh, to make it more obvious what was going on with certain rules. I think with I think uh, I can't I, I can't remember the change. Oh, like it, um, the injury table is much more expansive now in Necromunda. But these are things which are more like they feel like quality changes. I still think they could have done some refinements, but overall, like you get experience more in the game more often and shit like that so it just feels a bit faster as well like things level up a bit more it just feels better it, it, it does feel better but it is I mean, another I mean, fucking rule book i i know <laughs> that whenever they release something it's going to be good because Ooh. it has been ever since 2017 or whatever when the new one dropped it's been good and i and i believe that it has a really high bar of quality the problem is, is that I don't play Necromunda. It's not yeah. like my primary. So I don't play it like every, even every month, even every year. Like, I don't know when the last, I think, I think the last time I played might have been in 2022. And <laughs> wow. in order to like justify buying it. And then when you do get a game together, like say it's every couple of years, Necromunda comes back around. And then you got to tell all your friends, Oh God, go out and buy this dumb rule book again. And then everybody starts dragging their feet. Oh, can I just use the books I got already? And it's just kind of like, I, I, I have no doubt that the quality is there, but like, unless it's an entirely new edition that irons out everything, 
At this point, I already got this big pile of gang books and ash wastes and shit that I can cobble together using my GM brain. Do I really need a new book? Do I really need a new core? Think, you know? I think that's where currently Necromunda kind of feels like that you if you haven't got the new rule book, you're still okay. Yeah. Everything still works. And even the new expand the new campaign books coming out will still work. The the changes in the core book are more like it's it's not a, it's not a massive like you know whiplash kind of like change it's like it's clearly a quality of life change to how your campaigns will run but they're not like uh, it's not a dramatic thing so in that respect you don't if people have got already got the ash waste rule book because that only came out like you know six months before or so you're not feeling like pr- i don't think the pressure is really there to go out and get the big hardback unless you're like fuck it i'll get it now because Having an extra rule book is actually quite useful when both rule books have pretty much got everything in, but you need to refer to the main one for like maybe the injury table. Sure. Whereas, like, then we get into the main topic. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> right. I've painted, obviously, see, I've painted my Sister of Battle Army, 1,000 points, and that's based off Battle Force. I've got the Tyranids, almost painted the Battle Force, and we'll have a thousand points. I've got the Necrons, I've done a thousand points. I've got two more miniatures to paint, that means I also have the, the, the not Battle Force, combat patrols. Uh, and then I've got my thousand points of Marines. That I, and obviously, some of that all came, most of all that came from either Leviathan from a friend who sold me both halves of two boxes uh, worth of Tyranids and um, Imperium magazine, which was a bargain for these armies, right? Yeah, for sure. And then I haven't yet even played a game because, you know, Necromunda, lots of good fun. And I have a life. Um, (laughs) And then we get all these changes. So, you know, what I said about what's in, you were asking, what's even in White Dwarf that's useful? They brought out like in, when 10th first dropped, they had in White Dwarf some, uh, you know, uh, quick uh, quick play sheets, you know, card sheets with lists of rules <laughs> and shit on them. So Perfect. how out of date are those now? Because what, is it Perfect. devastating wounds and mortal wounds? I just, what the f- I don't know what the yeah. fuck they are. And that has sat <laughs> all drive out of me to finish painting my Tyranid army. I'm just like, I don't know what 40k is. And then, of course, all those card blocks, which I did not buy because I knew this was going to happen, of you know the the index cards. Well, they're all pointless now. Like you bought that massive deck of space ring cards. Well, there's now a space ring codex. So are those even applicable? And no. I think they're doing another. I think they're doing another uh, <sighs> round of cards because right. because they they changed a lot of stuff. I mean, okay. I mean, this is like a big topic. And now, and I'm in this sort of unsavory position right now of being the GW Persis. apologist because. <laughs> I'm actually loving 10th. I think 10th is just amazing. It's had some real problems. Like you can't talk about 10th without talking about the problems. But yeah, overall, it's been an absolutely fantastic experience. I've played so many games. I've had so much fun. I've gotten my teeth kicked in. My win rate's pretty low. I don't care. I just I love playing 10th edition. It's very, very fun. And yes, you do have to kind of stay on top of it. Um, and yes the printed material becomes obsolete very quickly. But I think that the real problem there isn't with 40K as much as with the two elements that are sort of at war with each other inside of Games Workshop, where 
on one hand, you have what I imagine to be a much more sort of youthful kind of like 21st century uh, uh, product design component who are saying, there's no such thing as books anymore, guys. We need to stop publishing (laughs) books. And then there's another component that says, and I imagine these are 20th century guys and probably a little bit older, and they're probably holding up a spreadsheet and they're saying, X number of dollars per year come from books, and we can't have that number turn to zero. So what the fuck do you want us to do if if we're going to stop publishing books? And so I get it. I understand that there's this division, but but the way (laughs) that they design the game, there should not be books. Because writing this shit down on paper is pointless. It should just all be in an app. It should just all be online. And let me tell you, I was working for the game store, right? The first project they put me on was do a youth league. Do a youth league to get kids into Warhammer. So I got some (laughs) friends together and we got like about half a dozen kids. Super revved up for 40K. We played a bunch of games. They had a blast. Did any of them own a book? No. Do any of them own books now? No. How do they interact? All on a tablet or phone, yeah. All electronically. They don't want to buy paper, and they don't buy paper. You know? Putting this shit down on paper is for olds like us, and of course it goes out of date in three months. You know? So so that basically means the only stuff that, if they're not going to buy books, right, the only way they're going to play is with what's in the combat patrols, which is free, right? Um, I mean, you can get stuff in the app, and then... Yeah, if it hasn't had a codex out so far. Right, they're doing this thing where they're trying to connect things to... GW's trying to do the thing where it, like... Okay, and this is and this is very boggling, and I think that this, is, this dissonance is one of the things that creates frustration with that company, because they try to have their cake and eat it, too. They try to do it both ways, where they're like, oh, well, we are going to have an app, and it is going to have a subscription... But you also are going to have to buy a $50 codex that you're then just going to immediately throw into a recycling pile once you've gotten the code out of it. And there won't be a way inside the app to just buy the electronic version cheaper, right? No, we're not going to do any of these things. We're going to make, we're going to force you to interact with this sort of bygone technology of the book, right? And so, the PDF books, the PDF books, let's just also point out, if you buy PDF books from GW, they're not much cheaper than the not. hard copies. <laughs> they're really not. Uh, uh, when you consider all of the overhead that they don't have to pay in order for them to exist, they are not that much cheaper. Um, so, yeah, Rob was telling me that uh, they don't sell PDFs of the AOS Adventure books, like the Dawnbringer books. Like, oh, shit. Like they don't even exist. So and I, and I kept he he and I kept talking because uh, Don Bringer is. Oh, wow. They kept not. The last time I checked in, they still didn't have them. So I mean, I I haven't stayed on top of it. Maybe I'll look. Wow. Right. But yeah. So the thing is, is that it's it's 2023, mm. and, and these kids, and this is we're kind of like circling circling back to these kids. When their codexes drop, they will find ways to get the stats and stuff. They yeah. won't. They won't sit on their hands and wait for. They won't be like, "Oh, uh, Games Workshop locked us out of the app. Oh, I guess we're gonna have to just quit playing Games Workshop." They'll keep playing. They'll just go on Wapedia and copy paste or something. It'll make it'll just make things harder, but it won't stop them from playing. So, um, yeah, yeah, the whole thing feels very backwards. The whole thing's very frustrating, and I agree with your frustration on the way that they're getting us the information. The fact that the game is just rapidly developing now, well, 
I mean, they decided that that's how the game was going to be. And that is now how the game is, you know? Yeah. And this is this is something which I feel like it's weird because like when it comes to like um, Necromunda, buying a book feels like kind of like an event because it's a new campaign book and there's new missions and there's new stuff, not just for your gang. And that's cool. And then when it comes to like Warcry, it's kind of similar because normally new warbands come along with a new, again, with a new campaign booklet that's specific to them and some new terrain. Mm -hmm. So like, and Warcry, I've been, I've played some more, of recent edition of the new version of Warcry, reactions are cool. Love them. It makes the game much more like you're going like, oh shit, my warrior's going to get totally trounced. I will do the all-out defense type reaction, and you, know, it can save your bacon for like you know for for um, ob- claiming objectives or or just like delaying uh, enemy fighters long enough to, for you to get your heavy hitters in stuff like that. So it does work. New Warcry is fucking solid and is actually next necromunda my favorite um one of my favorite gw games right now other than adeptus titanicus which is its own beautiful thing oh but, goodness yeah, oh I just, man <laughs> i just <sorry. laughs> i just i just um yeah i it, books yeah and you know when you look at other systems out there and i'm like you know i've, I've yet still to play fucking batman miniatures game third edition again that's all on an app you can get all the cards for all the mm. models, all on an app, rules free to download. And then um, and War Machine, I'm looking at War Machine again a lot more and pricing things up. And I'm like, yeah. And in the app, you get everything. Do you know what you have to pay for in the app for what the War Machine app does if you subscribe? It's so you can save more armies, mm-hmm. like armyless, easily share them into the cloud so they're saved and thus to other devices. So, you know, it just makes, you know, you're basically the back end, you know, the stuff that requires a server you have to pay for. That's fair enough to me. Um, and then on top of that, you get access to some other exclusives, like uh, exclusive scenarios and like, you know, mm-hmm. stuff for tournament stuff. And you can also unlock uh, the fiction that's yeah. in there as well. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's five quid a month. And then you look at yeah, Warhammer yeah. Plus and you're like, that's what Warhammer Plus should be. Yeah. You should if you get people to subscribe to Warhammer Plus, they should get all the fucking rules. They should get everything because that is your constant deluge of money in. That is your that is you will if you can get that incrementally from everyone that wants the rules, they will do that. And then because people go, okay, five pound a month, that's good. I get all the rules. I get all this video stuff. I get all these painting tutorials. I get all the old issues of White Dwarf where I can read fluff, 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 fluff. And then they go, oh, but we're not, we're not selling you books anymore. So where are we going to make the other money? They're going to buy more miniatures. You dumb fuck. <laughs> right, right. And honestly, and this, and this is this thing where they've linked the Warhammer 40k app specifically to the to Warhammer Plus sub. Yeah, I mean it strikes me as particularly cynical because obviously someone in GW somewhere wants to pump up the numbers on Warhammer plus. You got to stay relaxed. Yeah. You jerk off. Do I, do I jerk off? Yeah. Yeah. I jerk off. Yeah. How many times a week? Like, um, three, three, four, three, four times. Maybe I pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers in this racket. They want yeah. to take this thing to stakeholders and they want to say, oh, look at all the people who are signing up for Warhammer Plus. 
So, I mean, me, a dummy, I like the new vampire model for this year. And so Same. I went ahead and I, I went ahead and <laughs> sprung for the Warhammer Plus. I went ahead and did yeah. it so I could get this stupid vampire model. I also get the app. I've watched zero cartoons. I've looked at zero uh, White Dwarf episodes. I don't really care. I don't really give a shit. If they just made a fucking really good 40K app that had everything in it as it came out, I would pay so much more per month than I'm paying for 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 the cartoon shows uh, that I don't care about. And they could keep the vampire figure, honestly. Yeah. I just want the information. And let me tell you, if they're like, oh, yeah, but for, if you usually when you would buy a Death Guard codex and then I guess you would buy other codexes to know what's in them or something. And then you just get all, all that for free. And it's just this kind of chiseler attitude like, oh, we won't don't want you to have anything for free. It's like, bro, I'm only going to buy the Death Guard codex anyway. Okay. Yeah. So that's what, like, what, 50, 60 bucks. You're going to get out of me. And that's it. But if you charge me 20 a month or more, because I'm a, because I'm a, that's a I'm codex a, f- a month. Well, yeah. Uh, well, every, th- every three months. Yeah. And yeah. I'll, I'm going to just keep paying it, you know? Even if you're not buying more miniatures at that present time, because you go, my army's good right now. The meta or whatever the fuck is good. I'm happy with my army. You're still paying that even right. if you're not buying miniatures. Like right. people who, so you know, the people who go, I've got everything. I'm playing this. I'm not buying any, anything more until the next edition or whatever. But if you do this, you're still getting money out of them. It's right. Like, you're you're still rinsing them for the money because sometimes right. I need to check on what the Thousand Sons can do. And, yeah. you know, sometimes sometimes I'm like playing a game and what the kid across the table from telling me is telling me about their army sounds a little too good to be true. So I want to actually read it myself. I'll pay for that privilege. I'll pay for that privilege. Not to mention, and this is the point that you made previously, which is, like, if I'm just sitting around and I have nothing to do, like I'm in a doctor's waiting room or something, mm-hmm. and I start yeah. dinking around with, oh, this, what can Blood Angels really do? Like, if I, if what if I use one of these new detachments to really try and build a Blood Angels army? What would it do? <laughs> then I start thinking, then all of a sudden I find myself maybe loafing around the game store buying things. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it happens. Or like, you press the buy it now button on your army list in the app, and it sends oh. the order to Games Workshop, and you I suddenly mean, got... That right. would be great. Don't don't That'd don't get me started. <laughs> yeah, if they, be... if they did that, print money, just print money. Yeah, right. I, I, anyway, I I understand <laughs> why they are resistant. Yeah, but I yeah. just think that their resistance that they are that they are putting up now is going to cost them money later. You know, because as you have pointed out, uh, there's they're not just they're not the only game store. They're not the only game company in the world. You know, no. um. And here, here's a little here's a little thing that I've kind of been looking at since I've been working at a game store, right? And they, I'm I'm like considered to be a Warhammer expert at the game store I work at. I'm considered to be a Warhammer advocate, right? And so when things are going well for Warhammer, people look at me and they're like, "Oh, huzzah for Brendan, the guy who brought us Warhammer." And when things are going poorly, then they look at me and they're like, "You, you know, <laughs> scoundrel." Um, and what Games Workshop? kind of what they want to do is they want every game store to just buy every skew. They want every skew on the wall, right? And there are thousands of them, thousands. But then because they're monkeying with the rules all the time, there's really only a few skews that anyone is looking for at any given moment. 
and those yeah. change every couple of months. Then you layer on the fact that Games Workshop has not been able to keep up its production with the demand that was created over the course of COVID-19. Okay? Yeah. So you can't get those SKUs. And you, as a as a game store owner, can't get them. And you, as a purchaser, might not even be able to get them on the Games Workshop webpage. I mean, go on the Games Workshop webpage right now and get a Land Raider. Good fucking luck. Good fucking <laughs> luck getting a Land Raider, buddy. Like, one of the most basic fucking things in the goddamn game, right? It's been around... That same sculpt has been around for 30 years, right? Yeah, um, I remember when it first came out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but you can't get one, right? Now, this puts the game store in a real uncomfortable position because they have to maintain that huge wall of Warhammer shit that's just sitting there inert. If they don't maintain it, then Warhammer players will come in, see a dinky selection. They'll go, oh, this store doesn't have a good selection. They'll turn around on their heel. They'll, they'll leave. They won't come back. Yeah. Meanwhile, they only want the one skew. They only want a Land Raider. And you can't sell it to them. I mean, this is an incredibly frustrating position to be in where you ha- where you as the game store owner feel like you have to be paying all the time to stay in the game, but you literally, even for all the paying you do, you can't make the customers that come in happy. And yeah. when that what, 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 what that's doing is that's creating a losing scenario where a game store owner might start thinking to themselves, why the fuck am I even trying to stay on this treadmill? This is a dumb treadmill to be on. Certainly, there must be a game somewhere where the demand matches the supply and the people who come in through the door I can make happy, which is all you're trying to do anyway. I wonder what that is, because, I mean, I mean, what else is out there that's the hot stuff right now? Is it what? Shatterpoint for Star Wars and Infinity or whatever? I don't know. Infinity, the saga of infinity isn't that still is that all still metal models (laughs) like uh it's my understanding that they're moving over to resin they have a bunch of resin now so that's a that's a real weird decision that they made but um and then uh, and then apparently they're having their own problems with their fan base so i feel like some of the tide is rolling back on infinity uh war machine hasn't I'm fucking looking at War Machine. i am seriously looking at getting back into war machine solidly because i've got bro starter boxes for well no preview boxes for signal and kador i'm like i just need to get the expansion army boxes for those two i have two 50 point armies and extras so then i can swap things in and out and try shit out and honestly i'm looking at it and going i can look at the app and i can go oh i see how everything works and i can plan shit out like i just understand how that game works already hey hey you're, pre- you're preaching to the choir. When they launched the new edition, I got the app. I went and sourced a bunch of old-ass models that I loved from back in the day. And then I went to my friends, and I was like, guys, there's a new War Machine army or new War Machine edition out. And they literally laughed at me. People laughed. Literally, I'm not, this is not some hyperbole. They laughed at me. They're like, oh, my God, are you fucking serious? War Machine, bro? Are you seriously coming around here with that? Like hmm. the War Machine uh, privateer, they have burned their audience so oh, yeah, badly. The 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 ill will in the community is just I mean, it's off the chain. Like people people are very twice shy about yeah, anything yeah, yeah. that's coming out of privateer right now. But yet they still buy everything like GW shovels with, no, with I, the uh, war game. It's it's astounding. I I I, it, I just find it interesting that 
you know, we go through so many editions of different game systems that we get of the big players, and it's like, and you see people complain and complain and complain, yet they still keep with it, going to tournaments or whatever. And I, I, again, I wonder how much tournament scene plays into this, and I don't play tournaments, oh, yeah. so I don't really care. Um, but no, I, I just feel right now with where War Machine is, it can be that nice little thing where I've got two armies, they play nicely. And I can just have it as a chill thing. And a friend goes, I don't have an army. I'm like, you don't need to go. You don't need to. I've got one. We just play and we just have a few beers. We roll 2d6 with nice bell curves. And we know how it all works. And it's all on an app. And I've got a phone. They've got a phone. It all works. And it's just like, it's cool. And it means zero fucking investment from them in order to play. I, I mean, I hope you can get it going. I hope you can get it going. At the store I work at, we sprung for a few of the starter armies when they very first came out. They sit on the shelf. No one's really looking for them. No, there, There's the star, no scene the, coalescing here. I, the, star, you know? the problem is the starter armies right now are quite a big investment because they're like 100, 150 quid for the starter armies. What well, is that it's, in American? That's probably like five hundred dollars or something. It's like two. It's you're looking at about two fifty, maybe two seventy dollars. I don't know what it is. On the I, I, you know what? Website. I think it's cheaper over here because yeah, I don't it is, think it, it costs that much over yeah. here. Private press is cheaper in the it, cheaper. Um, yeah, cheaper in the US. So I get, I get, I get the private press tax, whereas you get the GW tax. Um, mm. <laughs> but but the thing is with it. The fact that I can, you can also play quite happily War Machine on a two foot by two foot board with just a Warcaster and Warjacks, you know, as your intro game, or just you're like, look, I don't have time to play a two hour game. Let's just play something in an hour. Done. And that's why I love Warcry. Warcry is that game. Warcry is that simple as well. Like it's just cool terrain. Cool warbands like the Askurgan Vampires are so fucking hot. I love that warband. Oh, dude, I really want to pick those models up. They play just... so fun. They play so Do fun. Do they? They're, they're like a they're a bit of a glass hammer, but they're really fast and and hard hitting. Um, and they they're just their background, their lore is just is just great. They hate Nagash. I love good guy vamp. Well, morally dubious vampires are uh, always fun. But yeah, so I'm I'm basically that's where I am with things, and I know. On principle, when I first looked at the new edition of 40k, I was like, I get the, I think I get how this game works. But immediately once I brought out the changes in the space of two months, I was like, and now you've just destroyed it in my head. Like I don't know what's going on again. Like that's <laughs> that's the problem, is is that whiplash effect. And it's dangerous. It's fucking dangerous, I think. So I think that's what happened with with third edition war machine, was that kind of you know, it Whoa. just wasn't good initially, and they did a whole bunch of changes and it whiplashed again and it was like oh no it's all broken so i mean otherwise 40k 10th in principle is good because there's lost there's less stratagems and stuff that's not on the board it's it's like, a fantastic it, game it's an like, absolutely fantastic game and, 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 and you can't win just with str- stratagems right you can't just oh win no they really limited the amount of stratagems that you have access to and then the amount yeah. that you can play um the re there's still plenty of re-rolling there's more re-rolling than i personally would like right, but yeah. way less than there was in eighth and ninth um yeah. <clears throat> like i play a lot of horus heresy and in heresy there's almost no re-rolling re-rolling is very rare and so it's yeah more it's it's, it's re-rolling is more like uncommon now it's like an uncommon Same thing 
Yeah, Necromunda, you hardly re-roll anything. Yeah, yeah, it's an old, old, old school style game. But so if I don't know, it feels it feels like it's in a real sweet spot. The 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 core mechanic is just in a real sweet spot. Of course, there's all this controversy of the index lists and just how yeah. just all over the place they are in terms of variance. And it's like, and that is true. That is fundamentally true. But again, if you go into it with like, um, uh, just just a just a good outlook and uh, good faith, and your opponents also has good faith, you can have some really good games. I've met some I've met some great guys in tenth edition just playing pickup games in stores, which like blows my mind because if you go back to my old my old uh, Realm of Fire episodes, I used to just shit talk that so hard, <laughs> hated it, and it's actually become really refreshing again, yeah. like meeting cool people and playing cool games. It's, it blows my mind. I need to, I think I just need to actually play uh combat patrol. Just, I need to actually just sit down with someone that's learned the rules. And I know some friends who have learned the rules. So I just need to sit down, crack out the sister battle and just do sister battle combat patrol and just learn the game that way. I mean, coming to it that way is the perfect thing for combat patrol. Yeah. When, when, when Combat Patrol dropped, I thought, "Oh, this is this will be like this might be a cool new format." And I've seen a lot of people doing like um, Combat Patrol tournaments and stuff. But then I played some Combat Patrol, and it's very weird because in order to balance everything against everything else, the um, the data sheets for the unique, aren't they, to the Combat Patrol? They yeah. are. They change them. They change how they intrinsically function. And yeah. what they really do is they is they pull things out. So you might have like a um, like I had an impulsor. I played I played a Blood Angels Combat Patrol one weekend for fun, and the impulsor, which usually has like eighteen guns on it, you know, it had two guns on it. And then my my friend I was playing against was playing a Ghost Keel, which has eighteen guns on it, and his Ghost Keel had two guns on it. And hmm. so it really, so it's, it's almost like they have this idea of like no vehicle should have more than two guns. Yeah. And so for learning, <clears throat> and this guy he was learning, so that was cool, worked out great. But in terms yeah. of just having that very zesty kind of like Warhammer flavor, um, it doesn't it doesn't feel like a full meal. It feels like you just had like I don't know some air stat substitute. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think because I know Mike's been playing some second edition 40k recently or no <laughs> maybe second or maybe i think no he played some third edition 40k just straight straight raw dog mm-hmm, third edition right mm-hmm. remember those lists and that oh, yeah. was that was a time when turnids everything moved at the same rate which was mm-hmm. crazy felt weird felt really harsh on turnids but it felt fresh and that's immediately i think that's the weird thing is 40k has gone from immediately feeling quite fresh and with all those indexes and feeling like i can digest this to immediately feeling like i don't know what i'm eating i don't know what is this poo or or is this or is this or is this fine cuisine i don't know and um it's yeah so i just need i need to play i need to play combat patrol and just need to finally make the time for it but that's the thing making the time when, you go, when you've got necromunda there you're like i can play necromunda or if we're not playing necromunda i could get people to play Warcry because it's dead fucking easy to learn or crack out um or just play like i've played some aeronautica because i've got that so right you know, obviously i'm all in for imperial uh, imperial uh, <laughs> yeah. legions imperialis. Yeah, you've you got know, you've got two thirds legion legionis imperialis already. 
I've got Titans, more Titans, Titans. I've got some Space Marine um, flyers that I've got painted, painted as there Blood Angels. Go. So I'm just going to paint some Blood Angels when the box lands, and then I've got more than enough for like a huge army that is mainly going to be Titans. But you know what? That's where I'm in this kind of love-hate relationship of what they're doing with <laughs> Legions because it is basically second edition Space Marine. And I have still a soft spot for third edition with the blast markers. So it's kind of like, mm. you know, as they've done the more of the reveals, it's like, do I really give a shit about the minutia of what weapons are on each of the tanks? They're literally, it's just a predator. Do we really need to care that it's got an auto cannon or last cannon? It's a predator. But I guess, I guess because they're bigger scale, you there's that balance of really how many miniatures are you expected to have on the table versus what kind of old school epic used to have where you had like tons of those shitty little rhinos and and yeah we'll see where it goes i mean i played some epic recently it was it was super interesting it was super interesting it was what what blew my mind about it was that it felt like you were just playing warhammer 40k with like real small models like because seriously it's just like you're removing bases like how uh, it took it's um, maybe I sound uh, uh, not smart here, but it took me a minute because I was like, oh, man, this guy, this guy, he's got all these Tyranids. He's just like running towards me with all these Tyranids. I can see all the little Tyranids on each base. And it's like, no, dude, you don't have to kill each one. <laughs> You're just <laughs> killing bases. Uh, so it, 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 yeah, it, it still plays. It still plays very in a very recognizable way. Yeah. Second edition is it, it's still like. I think the turn system is still... I think they've adapted the turn system a bit more, though. So it's... And you've got the Secret Orders, which was definitely there in 2nd Edition. I can't remember if it was there in 3rd Edition. It wasn't. But they're using the stuff that's more... The dice, you know, the the action... You know, the the Orders dice that are in Adeptus Titanicus with the little... Mm. Those come from Epic 40,000. And so clearly... You know, I think there's there's some things still there, but you know, maybe just maybe we might if they keep at this. If Specialist Games just keeps going, like let's make a good rule system, make it solid, it hits the ground, we don't fuck with it for like the first few years, and then we bring out a you know a compiled rule book or whatever. They'll do the same with Battlefleet Gothic eventually. Like, because that is epic forty thousand in space. I mean, that's where the rule system for, you know, that well, is. Uh, you know, that was it? You know, I mean, I heard, I heard a little rumor. I mean, these rumors they go around and these get transmitted by telephone. But I, heard, I heard a rumor that um, GW is so backed up with their <laughs> that their 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 production schedule yeah. and their capacity is so completely backed up that. Um, that the Battlefleet Gothic rules are finished and they're just sitting in a box somewhere. Because I'm not they don't, surprised. They don't have the, they just don't yeah. like, how would they make it? You know? Yeah. And, and I mean, and that, that has the ring of truth to it in my mind. That sounds like, that sounds like a thing that could be, you yeah. know, without any difficulty. You know, was also stupid. I was looking at eBay, <laughs> the terrible oh, place. No. <laughs> I was oh, looking no. at fucking, I was looking at fucking, um, Dreadfleet. <laughs> <laughs> oh like jeez! There's a box is dreadfully and like just play it for shits and giggles. Um, uh, I mean, are they so still the, like ten bucks for like a box of Dreadfleet? No, the, it's going for about a hundred quid. Like, that's ridiculous. You know, that's so. That, 100, 150, oh my god! Yeah. You should just be able to like just just stack those things up in your arms. So, but yeah. now they, they've they've reached that tipping point where now they're rare or something. Well, the other thing is right. So I I got uh, Chig 
who you know co-hosts on Darker Days with us. Uh, he went to Barnes and Noble last year mm. to get um, Bladeborn for me. Mm-hmm. Post that over because it's not sold in the UK, which is madness. Because I <laughs> then it was a Christmas present for my nephew and his dad, um, and because I was like, yeah, okay, Curtis is like, you know, he's he was six at the time, but he they've been getting Imperium magazine, so he's okay with stuff. He's obviously in a year matured a lot actually. And he gets it. He gets how Bladeborn works. It's just Warcry Light on a on a hex grid. It's fucking mm-hmm. great. That box is amazing. Like <laughs> I shit you not, it is super. Cool. And I painted up the Slanesh Underworlds Warband. Mm-hmm. You know the the one with the Slangor because mm-hmm. in Bladeborn mm-hmm. you war get band. you get other cards for the other warbands, and they're all Chaos Warbands or a Skaven one as well. Like from Underworlds that you can use in it, and we. When I went over, we took that and I was like, "There you go, that's a birthday present painted." We play, we're playing with those, and it's just so good. I was just like, "Jesus Christ!" You don't even Warcry doesn't like they've just brought out that Warcry intro set with the um the vampires in it, also from Underworlds. Um, mm-hmm. But I think Bladeborn would have been a better intro, like a far superior intro. So Curtis that's is so funny. I- I just, I just, inherited... I... go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, Curtis has inherited all of my first edition Warcry stuff, so he's got all the books I oh, had nice. and all the cards. So I was like, to them, like, look, if you just play this edition, you can just go out and buy all these boxes, and you've got all the rules. And once he's really solid like that, and you feel you want to make the next jump, or mostly by that point, another edition of Warcry is out. You can make the jump. So <laughs> yeah. he's got he's got like a hobby for fucking ages now due to hand me downs. <laughs> but he, it's so funny. Good. Yeah. It's so funny how you how your guys' culture over there works where this stuff's just like laying around. It's just like <laughs> it's in charity shops and everybody has some in their attic and stuff. And I <clears throat> one time I, I sat down and I figured out I didn't figure it out. I just typed it into the fucking computer and I asked it like, what's the number of square miles in, um, in the UK. And then what's <laughs> the number of square miles in Arizona. Right. And Arizona yeah. actually has more square miles in it than the UK, which, which yeah. blew my mind to, th- to think yeah. about. And I was just imagining like what, like if you took all of games workshop and just compressed it into Arizona, like what would the culture of Warhammer be like and how Jesus different Christ. would it be? Yeah. yeah just very, really small. I mean, just, wouldn't that mean you like, have a games workshop out in the middle of a desert somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> like, <fucking laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we, I think we have, we have like, we have a surprising number of them in Arizona now, which, uh, can, considering where we were, uh, years and years ago when I first started this, but, um, like, the, the, just, just just the density of it i can't i can't imagine the density of it i just thought something and this reminds me of something i got told by the guys um company no longer existed liquidated uh grimlord games who did um uh what was it it was a tower defense game where you played the monsters versus the villagers village attacks there we go um does exactly what it says on the tin um so they their miniatures for that uh yeah the 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 rustic the that that kind mm-hmm. of like pvc plastic which <laughs> oh, doesn't yeah. doesn't use oh. you can't use plastic glue on cuz it's it's not poly, it's not polystyrene it, it it is it is literally the worst for many reasons but yes go ahead anyway they were explaining to me how they had to um the miniatures had they, they had to do a lot of work with the 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 factory in china because 
you have to get the plastic to the right kind of like rigidity, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not too brittle, but you need it to be flexible enough so it pops out as a single piece out of the mold, right? Mm -hmm. Now, when it's in transport Mm -hmm. in shipping containers from China, obviously part of the places it goes is very fucking hot, right? Mm. In a solid metal container. Sun baking down, you've got an oven, right? Mm-hmm. So what happens to the plastic is it has a phase transition, which basically means the crystal structure starts changing oh, on the Jesus. plastic. And that's why what originally looked like really sharp features go soft and things look a bit smooth because the plastic actually begins to flow a bit. Oh, so really? So it just made me think, you know, all the people with you know, all these games using that, still using that type of plastic out in the in the uh in in the uh the the hellish desert wastelands of of of, <laughs> of the uh of the uk as well europe and wherever in the as the world burns right every yeah. the only, only miniatures are going to survive are either if they're white metal or games workshop plastic or plastic yeah. like games workshop ones everything else is going to become brittle and the other thing was on the painting phase uh just this week, um, uh, Chris Peach and you know Patrick and and Jeff, they had on. Can't remember his name. Guy who, but he, he makes so miniatures. He was explaining what, how they cast a lot of stuff in resin rather than using metal because the cost of metal has gone through the roof. Hard plastic, obviously, as we know, you know, making steel molds is incredibly expensive. So obviously, making things in resin. He, he was talking about how obviously people go like, oh, three D printing is gonna like change the world we need need to buy resi- metal plastic miniatures of games which we're just going to print our own he was explaining that because this guy comes from a background of uh, miniature making like professional miniature making for like um tv film advertising scale models for like you know people on their fucking you know housing estate models whatever um the the resin that you get for 3d printers because it cures with uv right right so over time, the miniatures, even though they've got paint on them, are still going to get penetrated by UV light, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're constantly curing. And the mm-hmm. curing process makes them more and more and more rigid mm-hmm. to the point they're going to be so brittle, they shatter. So those miniatures you've printed out, he explained, like, likely in the space of five to ten years, will just fall apart. I mean, it's a bit like lead miniatures because that also kind of thing happens with lead over time. Lead degrades and becomes kind of like fluffy. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I got rid of all my lead miniatures. Like I had one set, those golden heroes. Anyway, those. I've got confrontation fun. miniatures that are still lead. <laughs> <laughs> they're beautiful and they're flexy and they're metal, which is really weird. I mean, but, the yeah. 3D printed stuff is already like brittle as shit. Like, yeah, I mean, right. don't drop your army. Remember how people used to be like, oh, no, uh, I dropped my 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 tray that had all my metal models in it and all the arms popped off and all the paint chipped and stuff. It's much worse if you drop a, a tray of 3D printed resin. I mean, yeah. they'll shatter. And then I was talking to my friend Byron and he was like, what you have to understand about the way that the resin prints is it has these kind of this kind of, like you were saying, this kind of yeah. crystalline structure on the inside. So it doesn't break smooth. There's not these smooth planes, so you can't even really glue them back together. There's like these, the, the, it's almost like these, these weird kind of helix chunks that yeah. like that don't you don't like trying to find the little match and then just oh hey look they just slide back together like they used to you know or they or they do with plastic or uh, yeah. 
And it doesn't, it doesn't, it, you can't do it. Can't do it. So, um, so that sucks. Yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> it's a tangent from talking about the fact that you've got about, about if you put the games workshop shops in or community, whatever across the UK into Arizona. Yeah. The, the 3d printing thing has a long way to go. It does have a long yeah, way does. to go. So I mean, I still um, see its utility for, um, you know, uh, doing your initial, um, getting your initial molds done and doing your, your prototyping. And obviously on the flip side, obviously private press 3d print all the models that they sell. So all the models you buy in the boxes, those are 3d printed. Right, they, right. But they're using, obviously they're using industrial grade 3d printers. I don't know about the choice of resin and stuff, how, how that influences the brittleness and lifespan of the miniatures. But again, you know, you, you, it swings and roundabouts because if you don't do that then you're on hard plastic but then hard plastic costs mm-hmm. a fuck ton and you've got to make your money back one way either your games workshop or your fucking kingdom death right pick pick which one you are do you want mm-hmm. to want, wait five years for your next expansion to come out which is beautiful by the way gambler's chest for kingdom death is like fucking the most beautiful thing ever and i've not touched anything in it yet because i'm waiting for card sleeves to turn up because like i'm letting anyone touch those cards with like fucking cheeto fingers um but you know it's just or you've got to do hard plastic or you go back to metal but metal's just so expensive it's just that's the world we're in it's, it is it is yeah it's crazy uh so what's your i mean like i say we try and get these episodes out and we all we've definitely hit an hour um and we want to talk more about other things we'll get mike on to talk about his third edition experiences because that's going to be fucking hilarious yeah i can't um, wait to hear about that i was literally just in a car a couple weeks ago with a couple of guys and we were all talking about the the books that we keep around for nostalgia and it turned out we all had third edition books for our factions and we were like well why don't we just play so uh i think that that might be in the cards for me coming up here soon too yeah. so i uh I, I can't wait to hear his thoughts um, I'm gonna like I said, I've got this uh, demon possession multiplayer scenario, and then we're gonna do a little bit of a break from Necromunda because I want to intro people to Warcry. And what else have I got that's lying around to play? Um, mostly actually do War Machine because fuck it. Um, <laughs> uh, I've got, I've got, I'm also, I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking at is it is Legion's Imperialis going to come out this month? Will it come out before payday? Can I buy some War Machine before payday and then that comes out and I buy that after payday? Will I get paid for my writing contracts before <laughs> that comes out? I'm like doing all this mess on can I, can I press go? Can I press yes. go? Uh, all uh, signs point to uh, Legion, Legion Imperialis yeah, ain't, ain't coming yeah. out anytime soon. Maybe end of the month, maybe next month. And obviously, oh. Necromunda is like there going like, ooh, Vansa. And I'm like, ah, yeah. motherfuckers. Yeah. Um, and that, that's, yeah, that's my gaming goal. Because obviously, I've got more terrain built for Adept Titanicus. So maybe I'll get in some more Adept Titanicus, actually. That'd be pretty sweet. Um, Oh yeah, and we will wrap up Cyberpunk because I've been playing the new. Um, yeah, I can't believe you're not update. playing Cyberpunk. It's like right um, up your alley, man. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I uh, I was like the miniatures look kind of nice. I I just I think just too many things were competing and like Necromunda won out because mm-hmm. it's a similar game in a certain way. Yeah, because over the pandemic, I got like you know Dark Uprising. I got I basically collected a shit ton of train, a shit ton of gangs pandemic was over and i've started a campaign so I've, i'm basically playing the game that i wanted to play when i was 15 years old when i was playing necromunda back then i'm now mm-hmm. playing the ultimate edition 
which is like amazing. So yeah, how does Cyberpunk compare like gameplay wise? Like, is it? It's very different. Fast or is it just? It's yeah. It's uh, super, super, super fast. And one of the things that is uh, that I love about it, that I absolutely love about it, is it doesn't have rounds, so you can't ever out activate someone. So if I have uh, okay. what happens, what, what happens is is that like when you've burned out your character's activations and each one has a number of tokens on them. And when you activate them, they turn over a token and they use that, that, that token is corresponds to a die that they then use to test, to take an action. When you're at a uh, tokens to activate, basically you have a, uh, you have to quote unquote inspire your gang, which means that they take a, they take a, a rest and then right, yeah. flip over all your tokens. Now <clears throat> there are these little characters. There's the equivalent of Juve's, they're called gonks, and if you play gonks, then they can act during the inspire round. Um, but that always just means that there are no rounds in the game. You're always just playing. It has a very kind of like mahjong sort of dominoes kind of feel to it, where mm. it's like you activate someone, you take your actions, you make your play, and then you pass it to the other person, and then they take their actions, they pass it back to you. You're just going, going, going. It's very cinematic. The mechanic on it is a linear dispersal, which from a tournament tactical standpoint, I don't love, but from a fun standpoint, I totally love because it's incredibly swingy. If you roll a 12 and I roll a one, you win. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, what am I going to do about that? But, uh, it creates really just fun. Like all that fun that you have when you're playing Warhammer and and the dice just fuck you and you get everybody goes, you know, that happens all the time during that game, and it's just it's just a, it's just a really fun game. I've been having a blast That's with cool. it, and yeah, tons I'm of gonna... gangs out now, very accessible. S- yeah, super great. And that's the thing I'm going to go with. Like, I, I also I'll try and see if I can fit into my little brief Necromunda break is actually sit down and play Batman uh, miniatures game, th- uh, the third edition of it, because again, like, because all the stuff I've got is the Arkham. You know the Arkham Asylum, Arkham City style designs of all the characters. So that's what I wanted to collect, and I just want to play that. So I've got some boxy MDF buildings that do multi-story, and I've got like you know you can use the Garden of More, wouldn't look out of place. Um, mm-hmm. Heck, even even Zone Mortalis wouldn't look kind of crazy as as um, a Gothic style you know factory in Gotham, like. It could easily look like Ace Chemicals. Oh, for sure. So for sure. Uh, I just want to get. I just want to play that and and try it out and because um, it's got some mechanics in there. The way that combat works uh, with how dice pair up when you're doing a combat when you're opposing because you have to beat their dice and 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 so forth. It's kind of has a it seems vaguely similar to how confrontation used to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing I really wouldn't mind getting out and playing again is a hybrid uh which was by rackham so in the confrontation universe and that was kind of like their dungeon combat kind of game um and i've got pretty much everything that ever came out for that and that game's like 20 years old and if you look at the designs of that like the the tiles the artwork the amount of fucking text they put on cards was insane <laughs> I was like you french people are mad um but game design was in a different time it holds up it holds up like very few games i feel even today out of kickstarter like match it for its design level so 
yeah, I've got a few things on my list I want to try and play, but you know, I think mainly get people into Warcry so I can then do that as a break from Necromunda because I think my player base is already like thinking, yeah, once the Dominion campaign's over, what's the next campaign we're going to play? Because everyone's like starting to think of, yeah, I might play uh, a Delac gang. I, and I'm there <laughs> going like, yeah, Enforcers were fun. Let's play some Gene Stealers for fuck's sake. Um, Classic. Play, play some Gene Sickle. I want some crime. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, it's... It is definitely interesting times with like with with gaming, and I think the thing we're just yeah. suffering from is GW's like you know backlog and a lot of different things. And again, like how people, I think the thing which is sad when you said about how people don't want to try War Machine again, it's the same thing of like with role play. Like you're trying to suggest something that isn't D and D, and people look like you you like you know you just spat on their grandmother, like <laughs> you know. I don't know. Maybe it's just over here, but I feel like we've been experiencing a lot of the backlash of their attempt to essentially like own role playing. And yeah. one of the things that, that has been noticeable in the, at least in the Arizona role playing community, is is that people don't want to play D and D. Well, I mean that's not really true. You say you're gonna have a D and D event and it always sells out, but like. I mean, they definitely hurt a lot of people's feelings when they did that. And I, I don't think that their market position is nearly as strong as it would have been if they had just said, like, yeah, keep publishing your uh, Kickstarter books. No one cares. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, uh, as as someone that has written for <laughs> D&D based Kickstarters for Iron Kingdoms, when that went down, it was like, oh shit mm, i was like yeah. i was like what my i was listening to wayne like you know obviously i don't want to give anything away but obviously it was kind of like you know i was just, i just had to wait to see what you know the right would do i was like oh shit like what yeah 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 no. you know cubicle seven went down a different way they've got their um uh what they call c720 or 20 which they're doing their own d20 D D, you know that's quite heartbreaker that's basically what it is you know sure. they're doing but you know you could essentially so that you can pull out D D, you can put that in instead and it will run fine um and then the other thing which i want to run actually yeah we should sort that out as a streamed game that'd be fun i've got cyberpunk the it's kind of um as a bunch of one shots and it runs on um it's a kind of a power by the apocalypse system so that looks hilarious and fun i don't know that one I don't know that uh, it's I'll link you the box is beautiful that it all comes in um, but yeah that's I only mentioned that because we've been talking about cyberpunk um, as a game is there anything else miniatures wise that's taking your fancy recently because I mean you're selling them you're selling I mean, them there's, there's, there's always there's always something it never yeah I mean I did buy a bunch of Shatterpoint because I had to um, for the store they asked yeah. me to paint up the base box and yeah. like uh, I really can't explain how fun those models are to assemble like there's just if you're if you're even if you don't like star wars anymore even if like you see the word star wars and you roll your eyes and you're like i can't take this shit like you you start popping those minis out of the sprue and you start putting together and you just like are transported to some different place in your mind and i don't know what it is you can start hearing the music and you start putting them together and then you start painting them and you're like man i'm jacked for fucking anakin skywalker what a fucking great character that was and you're like what am i saying like uh it's it's like i mean even if you don't i've never played a game of shatterpoint but i've assembled a shit ton of the models painted some of them and they are so fucking fun it is like the ultimate like hobby case game 
because you can just get your favorite you get your favorite guys and you just put it put them together what is, them. I, oh my i've God. got kingdom death stuff put together well, i have put together a new monster actually recently out of a out of a expansion which i'd forgotten i had <laughs> or, or not forgotten it was just sat there and of course that tries to transports me to a world where the sounds are all <laughs> wet and sticky and sloshy and you're like Gi- oh, a giant no. pile of penises <laughs> Yes, very much. <laughs> Just member this penises. One, yeah, it's the Sunstalker. It has it has a penis. Yeah, it's um. <laughs> but no, the new stuff's really good because you know the the one thing with Kingdom Death is the multi part um armor kits. While nice from the core game, they they have that problem of the multi part Space Marines. Like you could fuck up the poses quite easily unless you really knew what you were doing. Oh Whereas yeah. Now what they've done is a whole load in the gambler's test. You've got a whole load of like what they call character poses they they have a dynamic pose that's their monopose with a particular armor kit so you can represent your survivors with different combos so yeah i just need to attack that giant pile but like i said i'm looking at tyranids which i haven't got many to paint to get that to get that um they'll be fine they'll be fine and my desk was untidy and now i've tidied it so maybe i might be able to do it there you go Right. Well, I guess that's us done. Um, fuck it. Right. If you want to, if you don't agree with us, you think the podcast is shit, email us at darkadaysradio at gmail.com. <laughs> we'll do more of this. Brendan, you know, obviously you're welcome to come back when there's some more shit to talk about gaming. Can't wait. Tell us Can't about that point. I'll tell you about more Warcry or, or Kingdom Death or whatever. Uh, if you want to get more stuff, go to the Discord, go to Threads. We're even going to have something on Blue Sky so you can find us Dark Days Radio everywhere else. Um, Mike and I are going to finally fucking record the last of the Chaos Gods episodes for Dark Hammer, uh, and then I will finally get my thumb out of my ass and record for Dark Iron about the Orgoth for Iron Kingdoms because the Orgoth are cool and they've actually got miniatures. So my God, yeah, you got you got some shit to do, son. There's loads, but you know, and uh, and then there's gen- what is it? There's Game Hole coming up, so Crystal's going to be at some events yeah lots of shit cool shit going on um yeah cool well it's it. great it's great being on thanks for having me um yeah. I, i'm trying to get back into content creation just kind of guessing here and yes. there but in the meantime i'm doing some videos i haven't put one cool. up recently but i have a whole bunch that i need to get cut just like you were saying if you would come find me on youtube at uh, death by role playing and then i've changed my old uh instagram to death by role playing nice. so um you can find I'm, I'm posting I'm, I'm posting intermittently on Instagram again. I'm posting intermittently on YouTube again uh, and then uh, just hoping to get that all kind of revved up back in that yeah. game. So thanks for having me on. It's been fun as fuck. Yeah, it's been really fun. We'll get you on again and we'll, we'll berate Mike about <laughs> ancient Warhammer. No, yes, really yes, We've got yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Right. That's it. Bye, motherfuckers. Goodbye. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs>